and welcome to another episode of All That Film. Welcome back for another review and spoiler discussion for the latest release of the weekend. Uh, old old Lenny, Manny, and, and John Chu from, from Never Say Never, Justin Bieber, um, teaming up together to make In the Heights, uh, which two of us saw a little bit early. Um, but yeah, we'll get right into it. I'm your host, Hey. Uh, we are joined with Todd, Margo, and McKenna. Um, Hello. Todd, uh, you're, you're bringing the enthusiasm, so I'll let you go first. Um, what, are, what are your thoughts on, <laughs> oh, on the film? I think that is a misunderstanding because I think I might be the least enthusiastic about this film. I will say I saw it on HBO Max. I did not see it in the theater, which I've heard is a better experience. But for me, the problem with the musical is you need to like the music. And I have to admit, I just thought most of the music was just kind of fine. And I found the story kind of boring and like corny. But... I did love the production values. I love the dancing. There were a couple of the songs that I really liked. So I'm trying to be positive overall, even though I didn't particularly just, love just this. Curious, mm-hmm. As a point of um, a jumping off point, for because I'm probably going to ask everybody this, or feel free to just throw it in uh, after this one. Who is your favorite performance of everybody in in the movie on a, on a positive note, I guess? <laughs> no, sure. I mean, I... Let me think. I guess for me, it would be uh, like the second lead guy. I can't think of his name. He was on the Corey Hawkins. Uh, Is that? Yeah, I liked him quite a bit. I thought he was really charismatic and likable. Uh, And yeah, so that was the character that I personally liked the most. Uh, But I thought all the performances were fine too. For me, it was just an issue with the script and you can't help whether you connect to music or not. And just for me, I didn't connect to the music as well. But it's the sort of film that I really understand why people like. It just didn't quite work for me. Yeah, interesting. I, I... Look, at this point, there's an ongoing tally of like 20 times I've said this, so I'm very sorry. Um, Walking Dead is just, or The Walking Dead is is a phenomenon that I just completely missed out on. So when Todd said, oh yeah, the dude from Walking Dead, I was like, Daryl Revis isn't in this? (laughs) Because that's the only person I know from... Walking Dead, and there's all these like talented actors uh, that have that have come from uh, where one of their early notable things is is the walk. I know him from Straight Outta Compton. I thought he would he was yes. great as Dr. Dre. Um, and what's funny is both him and uh, Anthony Ramos are in the Godzilla con- or the MonsterVerse, I guess, um, and they're mm-hmm. severely <laughs> underutilized. <laughs> Um, so it was, it was yeah, nice to see both of them actually uh, doing a big thing. But it, interesting that you you say that. I'll let uh, Margo. You've seen this twice now. Congrats. Uh, what did you Thank think about you. the movie? <laughs> the first time I saw it was like a virtual advanced screening, and I could really feel like the two uh, like over two hour length during that. So I didn't like it as much, but I still thought it was real fun because like. Who am I to say no to a bunch of funky, fun dance numbers? But seeing it in the theater was way better. Like, I didn't feel the length as much. I don't know if that was just because of the atmosphere of a movie theater or because I had already seen it and knew what was going to happen. But it was a grand old time. This is a movie good. Nice. 
Yeah, I, I will say, because um, I, I do have uh, quite a few gripes that might have to f- wait to fully be expanded upon in spoilers. Um, but in terms of like a theatrical experience, um, it is one of those that like really works in a big theater in part because I know this sounds really dumb, but like having, you know, uh, everyone sort of isolated or like not in big, large groups of people. Um, it's just super cool to see like a big bombastic dance number where there's like hundreds of people just chilling out and it's like, yeah, this is, this is where we're headed. Maybe. Um, so in that aspect, um, I, I, I liked that. Um, but, uh, no, so I really like the music. Uh, I know there's some people that don't like Lin-Manuel, um, for, for good reasons. Um, but I have an affinity for his music. I don't know why Moana's like my favorite Disney movie. Um, I think the Hamilton, I find the Hamilton uh, stage play visuals pretty boring, but I find the music like wildly entertaining to think about like how it would work as an animated movie, which would be a million times better, but that's a topic for another time. Um, <laughs> but that that's just to say, um, I really like his music uh, or what, you know, his mind. Um, this is very, it, I will say it makes a lot more sense when it was, when I found out, oh, he wrote this before Hamilton and this was his play before Hamilton. Cause for whatever reason, I assumed like Hamilton was his one thing. And then he got big off that, um, which is kind of not the case. Um, uh, but, um, it seems less, <sighs> Less well written of songs. There's some that there's some that really work. Um, what's weird to me is that it feels super clunky for a movie that you feel like a two hour and thirty minute musical will be able to do a lot of stuff. And I think part of the problem is this movie wants to be serious and kind of like a slice of life thing. Yes. Um, and it doesn't know how to balance both of those, or it doesn't. Sorry, it it. It shows you one and it excels at doing one of them. And then the other, in terms of the more serious subject matter, uh, at least to me, was not as well done. Um, And I almost wanted it to be just a fun summertime celebration in some ways because those aspects were lacking. But yeah, still still has really good music uh, for the most part. And and yeah, a lot of dancing, like like Margo said, who am I to refuse musical? Um, I'll get into the character stuff and spoilers, but McKenna, uh, what are your thoughts on this film to round us out? All right, sorry. Um, so I liked it. I thought it was it was very long. It it felt I really felt the length, but it was it was like really enjoyable. I like uh more colorful. I think I don't know. I feel like a lot of times when you adapt musicals to the screen, they lose some of like the energy. And I think that this did a pretty good job of keeping the energy. I will agree that in terms of songwriting, this one isn't like there were weren't as many songs that really stuck out to me in this. I liked uh um Patience and Faith. I liked um like most of the big dance numbers where there were a lot of people involved 
but yeah. yeah. Just just on sheer spectacle, I think that elevates a lot of those for whatever reason. I'm just like, yay, people. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I think that might be another reason why it's like more of a theater experience because you miss some of the scope or like the grandeur when you're watching it on a smaller screen with like, you know, not around town and stuff like that. But yeah, I thought it was a pretty fun experience. I not like an all time fave of mine or whatever, but I enjoyed it. Yeah, nice. All right, then I guess we'll hit scores. Uh, Todd, what would you give us out of 10? By the way, we're going to jumping right into spoilers after this. And I know you're thinking to yourself, if you haven't seen this movie, how on earth could you spoil the movie? There's stuff we got to talk about um, that I, I sure. got negatives on it. But Todd, what would you grade this out as? Uh, I'd give this a six. Okay, nice. Uh, Margo, what would you give this? I think I'd give it a seven. Okay. Um, I, I'm going to watch it again. Uh, probably on HBO Max, maybe in a theater if I get um, Regal ass or whatever. Right now, I think I'm going to settle on a five. That's why I was surprised when Todd said six. Um, well, if it sounds like I was more positive than Todd, uh, most of the negatives I have to wait till spoilers to discuss. But McKenna, what would you give this out of ten? Feel firm six and a half. Yeah. Mm, y'all are y'all are fronting on on Letterbox, McKenna and Margo. Um. <laughs> Seven is equivalent to a four in my mind. I gave it a three yeah. and a half the first time. Bro, hand, okay, so it's so exp- <laughs> it's it's difficult to like translate that because like technically. No, no, it's really easy that you just divide by two. No, that's what I'm saying, but that's not always accurate. Like, you have to kind of round up or down with letterbox because it's such a small scale. When you have a 10, like, you don't have to do as much rounding. I... No, but what I'm... But you have the half star system. This doesn't matter. Um, we can go to spoil. Sorry, we had this conversation with Hannah at some point. Uh, she brought up like a a nine is a five out of five in Letterbox, and I was like, no, a nine is a four and a half. Like whatever, it doesn't matter. We're gonna go into spoilers for In the Heights. Um, if you haven't seen the movie or don't care, feel free to stick around. Otherwise, uh, feel free to check it out in the theater or on HBO Max uh, if if you have that. Um, also check out Infinity Train on HBO Max while you're there. <laughs> so first spoiler right out of the gate, I did not expect this to be part of the Cloverfield universe. And when the monster came out of the blue and started eating everyone, I was shocked. Just going to say that. That's big shock for me. It was quite a tone change. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. Massive tonal shift. Somebody started yeah. crying. It was wild. Yeah, I did like all the lens flares that they had. I thought that really worked um, to sell. Millie's <laughs> Wonderland vibes. Uh, <laughs> oh, in, in terms of actual spoilers, um, I, I, I'll start with my main gripe. I think Vanessa is one of the most annoying oh, characters God. ever. Good. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, when when she, which when she which one's Vanessa? Uh, it's Navi's love interest. And part oh, of my okay, problem yeah. is that uh, I find Anthony Ramos extremely charming and likable. Um, mm-hmm. And I did not find her energy to match that. And uh, when people say, I mean, we joked about it in Film Club and the spoiler stuff. But when people say, like, all hot girl do is 
eat hot chip and lie. This is who they're talking about. Don't trust these women. <laughs> they're gross. Wow. <laughs> I remember Damn. the first time I saw it was two months ago, and I was I I was like, all right, yeah. And someone in film club was like, man, I wish like they cast someone who could sing as Vanessa. And I was like, I don't remember her being that bad. And then it got to the number about the uh, campaign, and she said, I wish I was mad. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. Part part of the thing that I think doesn't do her character any favors is, and he wrote this before Hamilton, but because Hamilton's so big now. Um, just for whatever reason, it stands out more where she is just a different tempo the entire movie. And it just like in that, this is what I'm saying where musically it doesn't mesh as well, at least to me is in Hamilton, like all of those different styles really work and flow together, even though they're all different tempos, they're all like different rhythm. Like they're all operating with different things. But every time she goes, Ooh, relax. It's just so like stilted in such like a guttural, like, pause from all the fun i'm like go back to the to, 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 to anthony ramos break dancing in the club <laughs> sure no i think that they hired her if i had to guess she was hired more for her dancing because she yeah. is fantastic in the dance scenes every person in broadway or like these sorts of movies seems to have their specialization and hers seems to be dancing i didn't notice her voice as being that bad but now that I think about it, it certainly wasn't in any way good, you know, or like one of the best ones in there. Uh, so I guess I see what you're talking about. My thing, my thing is less with her, her singing. It's more the character that they wrote for this and basically being like the whole movie. Ugh, I want to get out of this dirty hobo suburb and move to my fashion industry. And it's like, well, why would I root for this character at all? Like, and then she's just, she just embraced, she, oh, I found this dirty spray painted shirt and now that's my fashion. And look, I'm going to be honest, her clothes weren't even that good. Also, Todd, you pointed this out before we started recording. Who's going to buy a shirt in a bodega? That's what I said, actually. Or unless Todd said it before me, because I, which because I came in a little later, because I was like, no, my review for this is why are you selling clothes at the soup store? Because yeah. I, that's not like you buy clothes at a bodega when like, oh no, my flip flop just broke and I need to fl- new flip flop. Like that's when you buy clothes at a bodega. You're not maybe, going in there. Maybe like, maybe they get the spray spray can guy to like. Uh, throw coffee and stuff like outside on people and then they come in and they're like oh I need a new shirt pronto. and then that's how they sell like the, the high fashion um, I, I love it perfect yeah. Um, but yeah I, I just didn't really love her character and I thought because I really liked even because I we can talk about I have some gripes with Sonny not with the actor more how they chose to handle that character. But um, I really like when all the dudes are just hanging out talking about stupid, like summertime stuff. I really feel like that works. And I also feel like the stuff with Nina works, but the stuff with Vanessa just, it, I don't, it all like feels kind yeah, of rushed. Like the whole, I, yeah, I, I didn't like the aspect of like this dude being like, Hey, you want to dance? And her being like, no, thank you. And Anthony Rama or Usnavi being like, nah, bro, it's cool. And she's like, oh, 
it is cool if I do choose to dance, and now he's mad that I, I don't know. I, <laughs> was so I told stupid. I told I leaned over to Margot in the theater when like she was like, You abandoned me or whatever, and I was like, This is my least favorite trope. Like, honestly, yeah. this is my least favorite trope, and I'm uh, overall they had you... a very like built post kind of like boring arc. I had Sure. Like Benny and Nina were so much more interesting as a couple. They were to me. so much more interesting. Yeah, they yeah. Were. Well, to me, I I love Anthony Ramos. I didn't love his character. I did, I just thought his character was kind of fine in this, to be honest. So I, I think I'm even I'm... more negative about this couple than y'all, but or, or than some of you. But I, I guess not McKenna. Uh, but um, what is? Can you define that trope for me a little bit more? Just because I find that interesting. I don't disagree with you. <laughs> yeah, but like, what what is the trope? It's sort of like the, all right, I- It's basically to, the liar reveal just with extra yes, steps. I'm going to give <laughs> another example of it because this example sure. also pisses me off. Todd, you've seen Invincible, right? Yeah. Okay, the, I'm gonna go off uh, and save people as Invincible. He comes back and she was like, man, you're so, you just left us here. And then later he's like, I'm Invincible. And she was like, Oh, I knew I knew all along, and it doesn't change anything. You still did treat me right, and I'm like, that's stupid. That's stupid. Yeah. You have this weird like liar reveal thing, and you're like, it doesn't matter. It's the principle, and I'm like, what principle? What? There's no like, you don't have like a very firm leg to stand on here with your anger. I'm sorry. <laughs> sure, sure. No, no, I get yeah, it. Yeah, it's, okay, it's nice. a very, it's a very niche. Um, yeah. <laughs> But it, it um, feels like it happens. I don't know. It's weird. It happens a decent bit. We can. Yeah. We'll, we'll we'll put out a letterbox yeah, list. Yeah. We'll we'll brainstorm after this. Um. <laughs> no, but uh, I I wanted to mention because no one else has brought it up yet. Um. In, in terms of performances, I really like. I thought Olga uh, Meredith, uh for Abuela Claudia. I thought yeah, she was incredible, and the one scene that she does have, she like. She owned that moment. Yeah. Fantastic. <laughs> That's fantastic. Her song was my favorite just because I felt it so much. I was like, yeah, go. I thought it was go, really funny that they showed like <laughs> the scene from her like death hallucination, like so prominently in the trailer. Like every single time <laughs> I saw the trailer, I was like, like, it's like, ooh, cool subway lights. And I'm like, she's dying. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> she's <dying. laughs> <laughs> um yeah <laughs> gosh um other other people that i i wanted to mention uh so i didn't i thought leslie grace's performance was really good as nina um yes. as just like this this like bubbly uh personality the thing that i didn't like um and i'm not saying you you can't choose to do this with your story i thought they chose like cliched tropes instead of because she's it's funny because she says at the beginning like when she gets back she's like yeah i had trouble like fitting in with people at college and like i miss like my and as someone who like that was the case for i was like oh cool that's interesting and then it was just like well actually uh three separate people uh, accused me of a uh, a racist stereotype uh, and I was like, oh, so that's why you don't want to go back to stand. That feels think, pretty reasonable. I don't know. Hey, she said she felt isolated, like no one else was there who was Latina, which no fucking way. 
It's like well, uh, <laughs> it's it's funny. It's funny you say this, Margo. So me and Morgan were talking about this. Uh, I looked it up, um, and this isn't to say, oh hey, fixed everything or whatever. Uh, the Hispanic population at Stanford is uh, twenty-five to twenty-eight <laughs> percent. That's yeah. like the worst. It, it, it's totally and like I'll even say because I felt like. Yeah, there's some level of, like, nuance of, like, yeah, I don't fit in, and you're like, okay, I can get that, even, like, like, Latino is a very broad term describing, like, a good, a lot of different communities, so you can even- Too many, too many countries. (laughs) Yes, so, like, so, like, there is an understanding, like, element there where I'm like, okay, yeah, like, you don't have a whole lot of people that show your, like, experiences very close to you and stuff like that um and that makes sense and then i feel like they just kind of destroyed any nuance or like like really like kind of talking about more relatable like not that that is not relatable sorry i feel like that comes across bad but like you know no but just just the fact that they the, the way they go about like portraying that i don't think is in a way that actually makes it feel like a a realistic moment it's just like oh we have to have the, have this as a moment of conflict and that's my point is like the stuff that's like easy breezy fun in this movie is way better because they know how to do that and when they get to moments like this it's like okay but do you do you actually care about like these moments or are you just bringing it up because you need some source of conflict for this character? Yeah, it was, sorry, well, to, to redefine that so real quick, it was just, it was less, yeah, it was just more like, you you were selling me when you were saying that she just didn't feel like she was fitting in or you were selling me on that and then when you made it more dramatic, it almost took me out of it. Sorry, that, that was... Yeah. No, it's, it's fine. So, I'm obviously very old and so I have like very, very clear... <laughs> Well, <laughs> no, but, but here, here's where this comes in and I think is relevant here, which is I think this was written in the 2000s, but it has – if in, I had to guess – case, The was, problem is – is so, Todd, I actually 100% agree with you because once I – Well, I haven't I made my point gun, yet, but okay. 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 All right, continue. Continue. <laughs> no, it's okay. I think it was made in the 2000s, yet there isn't much that it offers that wasn't on more progressive sitcoms in the 1990s, if I'm being honest. Like, it feels... <laughs> well, we'll, we'll get to that. Well, let me get that. to that. So the social... The, my point is the social messages in the film are just really <laughs> clunky and feel like a cheesy after-school special to me. Uh, oh, and, feels, like... It feels like they went straight to Warner Bros. and they were like, hey, is no. this okay with you? Is this is this fine? And they were like, yeah, that seems like enough to not rile people up. <laughs> yeah, it's like when you leave, you're just kind of like, I guess racism is bad. Like the thing is, even the way... <laughs> Like even the way they even the way they talk about dreamers is so vague that it's like your grandparents don't have to get offended if they watch this movie because they're not gonna know what that is anyway. And like I think that's the thing is it it just felt so kind of like like non-threatening social messaging that it almost was like not offensive, but it was just kind of like ugh, just cut that so this can be under two hours and get back to like that $96,000 song. That was fun. Or like, I hate to like throw in like, 
oh, hey, don't don't get political or whatever. But when you're not good at it, then maybe don't do it. Like, um, I mean, that's, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's literally what I was saying with Falcon and Winter Soldier, basically. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah this is <laughs> this is a very similar uh, situation. <laughs> um, no, but the the thing I uh, to your point, Todd, like I I don't think they. I really think they were like, okay, fresh coat of paint. We'll put some some minor social changes, I guess, uh, in this, and we won't update it that much because you're right. It does feel like a very aged after school special that would be somewhat resonative uh, when I'm trying to think of a movie like in that era. But another thing that I don't think they really update into the point of Todd, you brought this, or uh, I thought maybe this had something to do with it. Um, I don't think they completely uh, change up the character of Usnavi to be Anthony Ramos, and it still very much feels like a Lin Manuel Miranda character, and that's fine. Sure. But those are two different actors, and they have different strengths. And like I, so even the people that were like, "Oh, well, it's so, it's so weird that um, Lin Manuel like inserted himself like in his movie." To me, that scene worked because that that back to my point is the stuff that they know how to do, where it's just goofy and fun, and both the actors that were in the movie were rivaling ice cream truck people. That was the best reaction in the theater, at least in in my opinion, because everybody was laughing, everybody was having fun, and like it didn't. I don't know. It just felt like a small vignette, and I honestly wish it was more like unconnected vignettes that were just fun songs, I guess. And the stuff that does tie together and is a narrative, I think is kind of boring and undercooked. Yeah. Um, To that point, the more specific example, that's what I really don't like with what they do with the character of Sonny, where the whole time they have this young kid being like, yeah, we need to to protest things and and we need to start uh, marching and and planning and all this stuff, but then they don't do anything with it because... That would be, no, not as many people would like the movie then, I guess, or whatever. Um, and their one, like, quote-unquote protest thing, uh, they just like the fireworks, baby. They start a revolution with with fireworks. Um, so, uh, any thoughts on that? <laughs> yeah. Unrelated, but, sorry, I just want to say this real fast. Uh, Steph Beats character, who is one of the salon girls, and then the main <laughs> girl were gay, and that's all I have to say about that. Yeah, that's true. Uh, it felt very gay. I can confirm. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I actually, it's great you brought that up because we'll switch to a positive. Um, the salon, the salon song, uh, No Me Digas. I thought that worked really well, and that's again another of my points where, like, when it's just the vignettes and fun. It actually works really well. Um, and I don't know. It, it was mostly like a Nina song um, with both the main um, hairdresser people. But yeah, uh, that's probably I mean, I think one of the the because I feel like like I was mentioning a little bit earlier, every time you adapt a stage production to the screen, you're going to lose some stuff. And I think that's probably one of the biggest things that lost is that sort of like vignette nature. Because I think that's the charm of like In the Heights is that it is sort of like, well, we're in the Heights and here are all these different people and their lives. And you get to see a little (laughs) pictures of it and trying to like, I guess you lost some of that in when it, because they had to make it more of a movie structure. 
And I think that's kind of where some of the social issues get lost too, because they feel more real when you have more time to like breathe and have these little like vignettes with these characters that when you touch on the little social issues, you're like, yeah, that feels real for this character in their life rather than like it being some plot to a movie. It, it, it feels yeah. more real that way. And to that. So if we're, if we're talking about this vignettes, summertime, uh, New York, um, I will throw out, um, cause I, I'm actually working on a video on the film as, as we speak, uh, just would have been nice if maybe they got Spike Lee as a consultant. Um, cause <laughs> he knows how to do that. Um, so yeah. maybe, maybe, uh, Todd, would you have liked Spike Lee to direct this? No offense to Mr. Chu. Of course he's a phenomenal director. We all love Spike Lee's all version of this. Spike Lee's version of this would have been amazing. Uh, been in my great. opinion. And he's never done a, I don't, well, he's done a musical before actually, uh, but uh, this, this would be interesting. He's never done like a Broadway style musical. So I'd be, I'd be interested in seeing it for sure. Nice. Um, well, that's probably about going to wrap it. Do you guys have any final things you want to bring up? Patrick Page cameo. Thank you. That's it. <laughs> who, is, who is that? He's Who's Hades the... from Hades Town, and he was the, uh, he was, he was also the Green Goblin in the Spider-Man musical. Sorry, that just hit me. Um, oh, nice. Uh, but he was the like the laundromat dude. Yeah. Oh wait, wait, hold up. <laughs> we should probably mention this. Did y'all? A couple of people mentioned this. I didn't really see it coming. Did y'all like the the quote unquote like twist kind of ending? I guess. What was the twist? Uh, that they were that he was not in the Dominican Republic. I kind of figured that out pretty soon. I mean, it looked really fake. <laughs> so yeah. I was rather like, man, this is really bad, like, CG, or he's not actually there. Also, there was a lady in the movie theater who gasped, who gasped out loud when the little girl was like, when she called Anthony Ramos daddy, like, she didn't know that that child was obviously <laughs> Anthony Ramos' yeah. child. Oh, that's she was funny. Like, oh, like, it was so obvious. Also, the when, lady um, who lost yeah. her mind. Oh, sorry. I was just gonna say, there's another lady who really laughed really hard when the hold music was uh, "You'll Be Back" from Hamilton. Yeah, <laughs> that because... wasn't good. That was, I, I thought both of those callbacks to. It, I thought it was a callback to uh, the George Washington actor, but actually he wasn't in the Heights. But yeah, the elevator music um, "You'll Be Back" I thought was really funny. And and I'm sure it's in the play, but um, I it, this isn't a twist, I guess, in in the literal sense. But I thought the reveal of how he got the name Usnavi um, was really stinking funny. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was. I liked that. Todd got cut off again. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry, Todd. No, it's okay. Don't worry about it. Uh, I don't remember what I was saying now, so oh, it's okay. Damn. No, it's all right. Oh wait, no. Now yeah. I remember. I now I remember. Um, the end scene. Uh, whether I was surprised, I I guess I'll. I had not really invested myself in trying to figure out <laughs> the ending. So when it happened, I think I was just like, "Oh, a surprise ending." 
Interesting. Yeah. And I, I think that I was, was kind asking. of my response because I didn't care about their relationship as much. I wanted it to be about the second couple's relationship instead. Like oh. I wanted them, I wanted the it to be their, I guess, story more. Um, so when it happened at the end and then she came in, I was like, oh, yep, there she is. Great. <laughs> They're together. Well, like my, thing, my thing that, like, I guess bothered me about that is I thought uh, – Snobby's like character of like being torn between like going back and salvaging this thing that he his him and his family like left and like staying where he's grown up because he has two homes was really interesting of a concept and then for it to be uh, completely destroyed by the character that I don't really like um, just because I thought the character of Sonny you know would have been a reason to stay I thought the character of Benny and Nina um but I will say, as a big-brained individual that figured it out, as soon as I saw that weird green, very green CGI crab, I was like, yeah, something's up. I know it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then he painted the crab in the corner. I was like, he did. oh, was wow. Yeah, I, I was knew. Like, wow. I was the one in the theater like, eh. <laughs> uh, yes, me, an intellectual, has figured it out. <laughs> I had my reading glasses on, and I was like, oh, simpletons. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think that's all that we got on on this movie. So uh, make sure to stick around. Uh, we have a new um, type of recording that we're going to try out um, that should be coming. Actually, it might have already came out before this. Who knows? Depending on how I edit them. Um, that'll be TV Talk. It'll be basically more of a casual thing, just what we're watching of the week. We'll be talking about Loki Episode 1, as well as the spring anime schedule. And Todd might be on, briefly, to talk about Yasuke. He watched all six episodes to talk about it with me, uh, and I did not reciprocate that action. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It 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 was very it was very awkward, but no, I'm I'm happy to talk about I, it on the I show. I told and, so Yasuke yeah. Yasuke for the listeners um, is about how long would you say it is like one twenty minutes? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like I told Todd, hey, if you want, we could review Yasuke, and then two hours later, I get a text that's like, I finished Yasuke. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, I did not mean now. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm glad I watched it, though. So it's it's really no big deal. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. um, but that'll do it for this episode. Make sure to stick around for more to come in the future. I think uh, we got a couple movies coming pretty soon, maybe. I don't know. Um, who, know who knows what's, what's even coming out? Luca! Luca next week. Um, sorry, that, yeah. that should have been uh, quicker on my mind but yeah uh, stick around we're gonna do a pixar ranking of sorts so make sure to check that out you'll you'll really want to hear margot's thoughts on cars too i seen it <laughs> well Bye. those are those are pretty interesting thoughts are they not? <laughs> <laughs> anyway see ya